0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Knute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibo. And at first, in today's country comments, we'll discuss canola seeding dates, the latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Justine Cornelson, Agronomic and Regulatory Services Manager with Brett Young Seeds, to talk about canola seeding dates.
1: Every year we seem to be throwing different challenges and um, you know we've seen late springs before and it's not something um, new by any means, but... Um, for, for what we, can, we would consider somewhat normal uh, for here in Manitoba would be the, kind of that middle of May to the end of May is when we see bulk of our canola acres go in. Um, and like I said, it is something that typically kind of follow, follows after our, any of our cereals that go into the ground. Um, canola needs a nice, warm, moist so, uh, seedbed, where this year, you know, we, we are still dealing with some pretty cool temperatures and, and obviously large amounts of precipitation are making it difficult to get into the field.
0: Yeah, I guess just talk a bit more about the about the soil conditions. You know, after last year's drought and now with all the the moisture and rain here this spring, um, what what do farmers need to to keep in mind here uh, for this growing season?
1: Yeah, you know what, obviously tight window, so eight acres are just going to go in when you can get out into the field. Um, you know, for canola, we like to see warmer um, uh, seedbed, um, so typically seeing soil temperatures up over that five degrees, even closer to ten degrees. Um, so it looks like the forecast is supposed to warm up and then then those soil temperatures will come quite quickly. And main reason for that is you know when you get it into a warm um seed bed, it's gonna allow for a really quick germination. So it doesn't leave the seeds stranded there, which we saw last year in our our cool, dry soils. A lot of seed just sat there dormant and actually never did germinate. Um so this year we've got the moisture, um, so that limiting factor will be the heat. And so when we can get out there, the, the crop is going to hopefully grow fairly quick into those warm soils. Um with that quick growth period, hopefully we can avoid a lot of flea beetle damage um, and, and feeding at that particular time.
0: As we uh, get further into May here, can you talk a little bit about how that might impact um, uh, canola yields?
1: Yield wise, um, you don't really start to see any sort of yield uh, decreases until you get later into um, later into June. So you know, what, going into May and late May will be okay. Even that first week of June, and then lots of reseed acres usually go in at that time. Um, so. Thankfully, you know, it, it should um, we should be okay on the yield perspective, and, and really comes down to those environmental conditions. Um, you know, our, our biggest canola pest being flea beetles, they are going to be coming out and they're going to be active and ready to go here soon. Um, so we would just want that crop to really grow through that period. And and typically, we see the early seeded crops get damaged by flea beetles. So pushing everything later might be might be a good thing, and we might be able to really beat that uh, bad window for for damage.
0: Farmers in uh, you know the Red River Valley are, are dealing with flooding now. Now, but um, I know you' you're based kind of in the western Manitoba there when would you expect to see farmers get get out in the field
1: you know what um, hopefully any day now um, out on the the western side of the province uh, we, we missed that last chunk of rain I see we've got rain in the forecast again but hopefully maybe by next week some some growers are able to get out there um, parts of Saskatchewan and Alberta are already going and um we'll see like i said warm temperatures coming up this week that should help dry out a few acres and then get some growers out into some of those high high ground and and as for you know red river valley it's going to be a few weeks more by the looks of it um so like i said it's going to be condensed but i think everyone's ready to go you know supplies are coming in and uh, when it is go time it'll be everyone on board
0: in terms of uh you know seed treatments what's what's important to keep in mind there
1: You know, at all all seed treatments um, that are available in canola, right? you've got a a really diverse package there of um, fungicide components to help um, kind of protect those plants during um, that susceptible window for seedling diseases or pathogens to attack. So really good base there. And and this is um, where then there's some alternatives on the insecticide, um, right? There's a few new active ingredients out there. Um, you can uh, pay additional money for enhanced or, or kind of um, products that have, a, you know, maybe different ingredient there. Um, you know, if you're at high risk or, if, you know, cool spring and you were putting the seed in, that might be something to really explore, um, you know, really up into the, the grower's decision on, on what they want to do. But lots of new work coming out on, on seed treatments and information available to make those informed decisions. Um, typically, these decisions happened quite a few months ago, so they're already sort of locked in right now. Um, but really, just setting those plants up for success, right? Getting them into that warm, moist um, soil or seed bed will really help kind of um, get them through that critical phase of, of potential damage and, and and push them through quickly. So, um, so like that hopefully this year we're we're able to avoid a lot of those flea beetle
2: issues. Uh,
0: anything else you wanted to add? Uh, you know, just ahead of seeding here. Or- you know, what? It, it,
1: it's 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 an opportunity to do some changes, and we're tight there, so I imagine a few acres might get floated on. And there's lots of great resources um, to assess that and the seeding rates, and and making sure you know you're you're still establishing a nice crop um, this year. Seed supplies in general are quite restricted, so you want to do it properly the first time around and um, hope Mother Nature works in our favour because there's not a lot of, um, not a lot of uh, leftover seed this year just given the, the production concerns or production issues from the last few years. So,
0: That was Justine Cornelson, Agronomic and Regulatory Services Manager with Brett Young Seeds, talking to us here today about canola seeding dates. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Alberta has more confirmed cases of avian influenza than any other province. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says avian influenza has been detected in 23 poultry and non poultry flocks. That compares to 21 in Ontario, 7 in Saskatchewan, and 1 in Manitoba. The Food Safety Watchdog says its most recent data shows it has affected an estimated 600,000 birds in Alberta. By this time last year, Manitoba farmers had a significant number of cereal acres planted. And Kirk is a cereal specialist with Manitoba Agriculture.
2: There's a
3: concern because of uh, lower yield potential with, with later seeding dates. So using like mask seeded acreage report and harvest production report data, we do look at yield potential. With, you know, with each seeding date going um, later into May and June. So we do know that for most uh, spring cereal crops, they have the highest yield potential planted the first week of May. And as you, um, you know, go into the second and third week of May, we do see lower yield potential. So, you know, depending on the crop, anywhere from, you know, say 80% of the yield potential if you're planting the third week of May versus the first week of May.
0: On Monday, Canada's federal, provincial and territorial ministers of agriculture met in Ottawa to discuss a number of key issues. The meeting was a precursor in the lead-up to the annual conference in July. One of the items on the agenda was the next agricultural policy framework. Here's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau.
4: As the federal minister, you won't be surprised that I, I brought to the table you know, some ambitious objectives that I hope to reach in terms of putting in place programming that will help us reduce our emissions. You've seen the Guelph statement, the next policy framework will include research and innovation, will include support to farmers in different ways. Uh, But uh, the topic that needed more discussions yesterday was around uh, our strategy to reduce emissions.
0: Ministers also discussed food security, avian influenza, and African swine fever. And yesterday, Minister Bebo announced an investment of up to nearly $4.4 million over two years, to support three industry organizations in their efforts to grow Canada's grain exports. With funds under the Federal Agri-Marketing Program, the Government of Canada is supporting the sector by helping organizations to identify new opportunities for Canadian grain products. Cereals Canada will receive up to $3.52 million. Canada Grains Council will receive up to $461,000. And the Prairie Oat Growers Association will receive up to $417,000. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Wednesday, May 4th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble. On Monday, Canada's federal, provincial and territorial ministers of agriculture met in Ottawa to discuss a number of key issues. The meeting was a precursor in the lead-up to the annual conference in July. Here's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble.
4: Well, I think we've had very good discussion. Uh, this is a great group. We are all very dedicated and trying to find the best ways to support our farmers. So that was great. Um, as the federal minister, you won't be surprised that I, I brought to the table, you know, some ambitious objectives that I hope to reach in terms of putting in place programming that will help us reduce our emissions. So. You've seen the GWAL statement, Uh, the next policy framework will include uh, research and innovation, will include support to farmers in different ways, Uh, uh, but uh, the topic that needed more discussions yesterday was around uh, our strategy to reduce emissions. Uh,
0: There was also talk um, surrounding global food supplies and uh, food security. Um, Can you fill us in on, on what was talked about there?
4: Yes, as uh, everywhere um, around the world, we are facing uh, inflation, and uh, it's a very hard uh, spring for our farmers. Uh, we acknowledge that the, the prices of inputs are, are high, and we're, we acknowledge that, and we're trying to find ways uh, to support. Uh, in the same time, because of the aggression, the invasion of, of uh, Ukraine by, by Russia, uh, we are losing one big uh, food exporter with uh, Ukraine, and we are looking at different ways to see, you know, how Canadian will be able to to fill and to um, to, to support some countries who might be facing food insecurity. So this is something that uh, we also we also care about.
0: Can you give us an update on the uh, code of conduct for uh, food retailers and suppliers?
4: Yeah, so we've received a report early April. Uh, it's, it's going in the right direction. We see progress. Um, they have added new members to the committee, people who are really uh, closer to the operations, I would say, to be able now to bring more concrete recommendation and, and action plans. So we will be inviting the committee, the co-chairs, uh, to our next uh, FCC meeting in July and uh, we look forward to, to, you know, hear their recommendations and uh, action plan.
0: And uh, can you fill us in on, on some of the talk uh, surrounding avian influenza and, you know, what was discussed there?
4: This is uh, very worrying right now in, in some provinces uh, more than others, but still it is a, a very important issue right now. Uh, CFI is working closely with all the, the, the farmers who, who are affected, so once again we just need to uh, remind uh, uh, farmers, producers, uh, but also the small one. You know, it's also important to look, uh, to, to apply biosecurity measures uh, to all of those who are producing uh, different kinds of, of poultry. Uh, so CFIA need to be informed uh, when uh, there is a sick uh, bird, and they will proceed with the analysis, and if needed, the uh, de- quarantine and, and the depopulation. Um, so there is there is a compensation program in place for the the, the bird that will have to be depopulated uh, after uh, the agency has uh, said so, and um, so we are we are trying to, to work as closely as possible with the sector. And the provinces are also um, following it carefully. So if eventually we see some extraordinary costs uh, arising from the situation, maybe agri-recovery can be um, can kick in. But for now, we're first looking at agri-stability. And actually, we have postponed the, the deadline for application. So farmers can still apply. Uh, join Agri Stability and and get some support.
0: And another um, disease we've been watching for for a while now, um, African swine fever. Um, what was the uh, what was the talk there?
4: Uh, we're still uh, trying to reinforce the collaboration amongst provinces with the federal and the industry. Uh, I mean, we are all hands on deck, as you say. Everybody uh, care uh, extremely uh, about uh, you know. Making sure, trying to, to put in place all the preventive measures first. We we hope it won't get uh, to to North America uh, and to Canada. And if it ever uh, reaches us, we want to be ready uh, to to collaborate and, and and support farmers.
0: That was Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau. Canada's egg Ministers met Monday in Ottawa to discuss a number of key issues. The meeting was a precursor in the lead-up to the annual conference to be held in July in Saskatoon. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A workshop entitled Start Your Grazing Plan will be held tomorrow at the Ericsdale Community Centre. You can register on the Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative website. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. The sessions begin May 4th and conclude on June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. And the 2022 Spring Farmers Market Coordinator Gathering is planned for May 13th in Winnipeg. The gathering will include workshops, lunch, solution mill, as well as time to connect with fellow coordinators. Get all the details with Direct Farm Manitoba. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, joining us now is Morgan Cott, agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance to talk about corn and sunflower planting.
2: Oh, corn would definitely be going into the ground right now um, just because we'd probably be already into seeding at least two, maybe three weeks on a normal year, maybe two weeks is a little bit safer to say, I guess. So right now would be a typical time to be starting in the valley.
0: I guess any concern with, you know, just the uh, delay here this spring?
2: I mean, we're not quite as in bad shape as I think most people might expect just because once we do get on the ground. Um, corn's probably going to be one of the first things to go in because it needs such a long season, obviously. So we'll want to get that in really quick. Um, but as long as the ground's warm, it should pop up pretty quickly. And, and typically if we aren't planting, um, until the first week of May, or even if it's earlier in some cases, the ground's not quite warm enough anyway. So it takes, you know, three weeks to emerge, um, and sometimes even germinate. So, um, it's not ideal to plant, you know, Mid May, say in this area that we're in, um, just because of timing. But the ground is warm. I mean, the further into May we get, the warmer the ground is, and the quicker germination will be. So that that might be might be ideal, but obviously,
0: hard to say right now. Talk a little bit about about soil conditions. You know, as far as uh, soil temperatures and and moisture.
2: Obviously, it's going to be completely opposite as, as it's been uh, for planting this year, as it has been for the past couple of years, because we've been planting into such dry conditions that. Um, seed to soil contact hasn't been as great. The soils have been warm, but the seed to soil contact hasn't been good. So it's been tricky to get even germination. And now with soil that's going to have ample moisture in it, um, and once it's dried and you're able to get planting, um, that seed to soil contact should be quite quite good because the, the soil will just sort of form around the seed once it's planted. Um, and then the, I think the trickiest thing is going to get soil that's dry enough obviously and uh, for it to warm up quite quickly but then again we're going to get really warm temperatures here in the next week or two so it could dry and warm up quite reasonably
0: what about sunflowers um as far as seeding dates
2: we're still okay for sunflowers they tend to get planted a little bit later um it just depends where they fall in a a producer's lineup but really with with the rush that they're going to be in this year so you want to get them in reasonably early and in our area, they'd want to probably be in by mid-May. Some guys do tend to push it um, the further east or west you may go, or north, of course. Um, And that's going to fall in the later half of May. And I think that's mostly just for for temperatures and for quick quick germination. But
0: it's another long-season crop, so we need lots of time. Talk about all the water we're seeing here in the Red River Valley.
2: I mean, one thing that we need to think about this year that we haven't for a while would be, you know, some some root rots and and seedling diseases that could be a little bit greater than we've seen in the past because they like damp and sort of stressed plants. So we'll need to keep a closer eye on that. And we do get them in in corn and sunflowers. It's just not something we typically watch for. So I would say that. And, of course, your seed treatment is always going to help with that. But keep an eye out.
0: That was Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance talking to us here today about sunflower and corn seeding dates. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Canada's agriculture ministers met in Ottawa Monday to discuss a number of key issues. The meeting was a precursor in the lead-up to the annual conference in July. Ministers spoke about their ongoing concerns around global food supplies, food security, and the supply of essential inputs, including fertilisers. Here's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibo.
4: Everywhere um, around the world, we are facing uh, inflation. It's a very hard uh, spring for our farmers. Uh, we acknowledge that the, the prices of inputs are, are high, and we're, we acknowledge that, and we're trying to find ways uh, to support. Uh, in the same time, because of the aggression, the invasion of Ukraine by, by Russia, uh, we are losing one big food exporter with uh, Ukraine, and we are looking at different ways to see, you know, how Canadian will be able to to fill and to support some countries who might be facing food insecurity.
0: Ministers also discussed the next egg policy framework, climate change, food security, avian influenza, and African swine fever. On a normal year, farmers would be busy seeding at this time, and Kirk is a cereal specialist with Manitoba Agriculture
3: well, the last few years has been pretty early, as people remember. By this time last year, we had a significant number of acres seeded as of May 1st. So in the last couple of years, when it's dry, people have been seeding uh, the last week of April has been fairly common. Generally, we are seeing quite a bit of seeding done by, say, the second week of May. So we are, you know, delayed in terms of uh, normal years or in terms of what we've seen the last few years. And we definitely know that, you know, the yield potential for most cereal crops is higher uh, with earlier seeding dates.
0: Kirk says data has shown that for most spring cereal crops, they have the highest yield potential planted the first week of May. And fertilizer giant Nutrien has announced a record first quarter profit driven by surging commodity prices and concerns about global food security due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The share price for the Saskatoon-based company has increased by more than 20% since the 1st of March. Nutrien has over 20 million tonnes of capacity at six potash mines in Saskatchewan. The company said in March it planned to increase potash production capacity by nearly 1 million tonnes to help meet global demand, and now it says it may expand production even more. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show we'll get an update on the province's winter wheat crop. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.